Welcome to the Do Better podcast with your coach and host, me, Stevie Potter, helping you to go from feeling like a smashed packet of custard creams to being a superhuman. To find out where you are right now on the spectrum, go to our show notes and visit the Superhuman Scorecard and start changing your life today. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Coachcast, the Do Better Podcast, episode 31. Um, how have you all been? How's the last seven days been? Um, so I'm actually recording this. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> okay. <laughs> hey, keeping the podcast real, keeping it authentic. You've never heard somebody sneeze on a podcast. They normally uh, edit that shit out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't. I like to keep it real. So normally I uh, record the podcast on a Monday and then publish it on the Friday. Um, but knowing that I'm not going to be here when you eventually get to listen to this, um, I thought I would record this a little bit ahead of time. So I've still got my final race of the season to go on Sunday. Um, which is in Bournemouth. And it's been a bit of a tricky week because I have been struggling a little bit with a niggling chronic back injury. So some of you will know all about that because I tell everybody I meet. It's a bit like being a vegan, really. Um, I have to tell everybody. I'm sure you're not all like that. But you know where you have that reputation out there, vegans. Um, Yeah, so basically I have a back injury. I've got an annular tear in one of my discs, uh, which was diagnosed by my amazing physio, uh, Celia Cohen. And she's helped me with that for the last... um, I think it first happened in 2018. So the last four years, she's been helping me to manage that. And I know the things I need to do to keep my back healthy. Um, One of those things, it's kind of the same things that I recommend for everybody and that we should all be thinking about really. Um, Not sitting down for too long, making sure we're kind of fidgeting a little bit more really. Um, It's being in those static positions that that is really harmful to us. Generally, not just from our spine point of view, but generally as people like being static, we're not designed to do that for extended periods of time. So, and sitting on furniture as well, like the chair. You heard people say that was, you know, a really, um, really bad invention and kills a lot of people, the chair. So, Last week, um, I was racing, uh, I had two races last week and it was quite a lot of driving. The lovely 303, the A303, which never takes any prisoners and continues to surprise me in how much traffic it can actually hold. Um, So a three and a half hour journey took me about five hours. I had another journey that was supposed to be about an hour and a half that was two hours. So I did like a four hour round trip and then I think it was about nine hours round trip um, to and from various races. And by a couple of days after the race, so the race was on the Saturday, the last race that I did. And by Monday, um, I could start to feel that my back was seizing up after a strength session. It wasn't the strength session to blame. It was just that I'd kind of done the strength session and then the back was starting to go, nope, I've had enough now. And so I was pretty crippled for a few days this week. So um, training's been a bit hot and cold. I have managed to do swimming and running, but I've been off the bike because the bike is the worst place for me to be, particularly uh, inside on the turbo trainer. So it's been a bit of a strange one this week, Um, but I kind of didn't know whether I'd be able to race or not on Sunday. And I'm hoping I'm going to make the last final decision tomorrow. Um... Jacques-Claude Van Tan, who I uh, share the house with, is doing his uh, Backyard Ultra tomorrow. Um, 
which is the Saturday. So as you listen to this, it will be the previous weekend. So I'm going to be supporting him. So I've got kind of 12 hours to (laughs) sit in a tent and then periodically jump out sort of every half an hour and and give him some food, which will stop me being static for too long, Um, but could be interesting for the back. So that's the plan. Um, That's where we are. And hopefully all fingers crossed that I will at least be able to limp through my race on Sunday because I I would like to finish on a good night. I'd like to finish on a race um, that I've planned and it it would be nice to have one last shot before I then disappear off on holiday um, next week. So actually, when you're listening to this, hopefully I'll be off on my holidays then uh, with my mum to Cornwall. So that's uh, what it's been like in my world. Um, obviously been coaching, um, been chatting to my one-to-one clients, been chatting to my group clients as well. And as always, the podcast comes to you based on the conversations that I'm having with those people that I'm talking to. Um, And this is no exception. And this is actually um, based on a conversation I've had today. So speaking to one of my clients, um, we were kind of talking about, you know, um, the situation that you get in when you return to work, maybe from a break or when you're in work and you feel like it's got really busy. And clients said to me, I feel like I'm firefighting all of the time. And one of the realizations that that client had had was that actually the reason they were constantly getting stressed and bogged down and overwhelmed with how work was feeling and this, what they described as firefighting was because they were thinking about things on a micro level and not ever taking the time to look back at the bigger picture. And what they said was actually having the calls, having the coaching calls was a really good way for them to take a step back download, vent everything that they were not sure about, they were unhappy about, they couldn't get their head around. And that was almost a thought process for them. And that was enabling them to sit back and look at the bigger picture. And one of the things that I thought about um, this kind of micro versus macro picture, um, it's kind of recognizing when you're bogged down in the weeds and when you're kind of stuck in those very present problems versus when you're kind of out of that and you're looking down on a bigger plan. And we need elements of both of those things in order to succeed in life. The important thing is having a plan for dealing with both of those elements and also recognizing when you're in either of those kind of positions in space and time. So we talk a lot about making sure you're present in the moment and loving the process and understanding that success is not an outcome. It's not It's not something that you can say, I will have this, I will look like this, I will do that. Because once you've achieved those things, you're still not going to have that sense of fulfillment unless you've thought about what success actually means to you. What are the feelings that you want to have? And then you suddenly realize that success is usually defined by the act of doing something. So for me, it's being able to help you guys. It's being able to share my knowledge, share my experiences in a way that will help you guys out. And if I can make the difference to one person out there, then that's a good day's work. 
It's not about I'm going to have this many clients and I'm going to be speaking at this many events on an annual basis and I'm going to have, you know, this kind of done to the house and my guy. It's not any of that. It's not about what car I drive or how many days a week I work. It's not about my salary. It's about the process, the ongoing ability to make a change for me. And actually, when I look at the clients that I work with, it's exactly the same for them. But a lot of the time we need help to reframe our vision of success and understand that. So when we're thinking about being in the present moment, we also need to be mindful that we don't go too far the other way and we only deal with exactly what's happening now. So that's where we then talk about goal setting and time management. And that's why I'm so keen on that. Because if you're just dealing with tasks and problems as they come up, then you are constantly firefighting because you haven't had the foresight. You you don't know what's coming because you haven't planned and made space for things that are important. They need to be dealt with. They need to be planned for before they've become a problem. And if you're only ever dealing with what's going on in the present moment and you don't give yourself the space and time to plan and think about what's ahead, then you will always be focusing on these micro details never really looking at the bigger picture and never really making any progress. You're going to be constantly treading water and you're going to constantly be thinking about what do I do now to stay afloat? What do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? Rather than thinking, how am I going to swim to shore over there? Because that's where I want to be. So in terms of having a macro view of things, it's really important to create this bigger picture of how we want to feel, how we want our lives to run, what the goal is. And actually, when I look at the goal setting process that I've created, of course, there are big goals. There are goals that stretch out for some people over a number of years. But then within that, there's little little process goals. And as the goals get smaller and smaller till they come down to trickle down to kind of daily goals. And when I say daily goals, that's literally just your task list of things you need to do. They become more and more specific and more and more measurable. The bigger and the more long-term they become, they become more like thoughts and feelings and vision of how you want to feel and how you want life to run because they're, they're less about outcome and they're less about destination and they're more about a feeling and a sense of being. But it's really important to have had thought about that. And actually, it's important to dedicate time to look at that bigger picture, to look on this macro scale and think, when I zoom out of my life, how do I want it to look? How does it look now? If I was an outsider looking in on my life from the outside, if I zoomed out and I looked down upon my life, the struggles that I have, the achievements that I have, the work that I do, the difference that I make, all of the things that are in my life, what would I think about it? What is the feeling? What do I, what does it look like now? And what do I want it to look like? How do I want it to feel? How would I like to feel when I look down on all of those things that I'm involved in? How would I like my life to look on a, you know, what do I want to be doing? How many holidays do I want to be taking? What sort of sensations do I want to have? How much time do I want to be spending with my family? You know, what? and then from there, you can look at, well, what do I need to do to actually get there? What are the physical steps that I need to take? And then you can start zooming in And you can take that macro vision and you can break it up into smaller steps and then you can start focusing on the micro details and you can make those smaller and smaller and smaller. And the more you chunk them up and the smaller you make them, the more achievable they become. And suddenly, 
If you're focusing on those little micro steps and you've taken the time to look at that big vision, stretch it out in front of you, break it up, the more little chunks that you've broken it up into, the easier you've made it for yourself because you know that plan's going to lead you to where you want to get to. But you've also created something that is tiny little daily steps. So every single day you wake up and you have a step in front of you that you need to take and you've only got to take that one. You've only got to do that one thing, that little micro task that you said, if I do this today, then in a year's time, in five years time, this is what that's going to lead me to. And I made that plan and I know it's going to work. I have faith in that because I put in the time and the hours to do that. And I think Gary V says, macro patience and micro speed are the only things that matter. And what he means by that is saying, you've got to have the bigger picture you got to be patient to get there. You've got to understand it's going to take you time to get there. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And you have to be patient when you're looking at a very big vision. And the bigger that vision is, the more patience you need. If you're just starting out in business and you want to have a multi-billion pound corporate monster, it's not going to happen tomorrow. If you're starting out doing your first 5K and you want to go and run a marathon, you're not going to do it next week. You have to make that big vision and say, that's what I want to achieve. What are the tiny little steps that I need to take? And that's that micro speed. It's being efficient and it's being really, really focused on those little things that you need to achieve and executing those to the best of your ability. And it's acknowledging actually how much can I do in one go? How many of these micro tasks can I accomplish in a day, in a week, in a month? You know, I need to be realistic about the target because that's going to feed into when I can achieve this big vision. And obviously, the quicker you take those little micro steps, the faster you're going to get towards that big macro vision that you've got. But if you haven't ever spent the time to break that big vision down into those little chunks, then you're never going to get there because how can you possibly know what to do next? And that's when people get bogged down and they get caught up in this living for the moment, which is important. It's important to be present in the process. But you also need to be able to take a step back, follow a plan, and you need to be able to look at what your plan is from month to month, from week to week, and look at it every day and say, what is it I need to do today? Right now, I'm going to be present in that moment. And that also means if you've scheduled two hours of family time, that you're present in that at the moment, because the list of things that you made to do are based on how you want to live your life and how you want to feel. So all of those things are really important. And then it's about executing them. It's about going in and saying, I'm going to really involve myself in the process that I've said I'm going to commit to today. And when we say loving the process and we talk about success and ambition and everything else, that still means enjoying life. That's exactly what it means. Because your process is built around your parameters. Your big vision is built around what you want to achieve and the people around you and the environment you want to be in. So, you know, it is it is really important to program all of the things that you want to do. I've programmed into my diary now when I look up. So I write it on the whiteboard next to me and I rub the things off as I do them. And planned into there is my swimming session for today, my lunchtime for today. You know, when I've got to pack my kit and the list of kit that I've got to pack for my racing on Sunday. Um And I can kind of adjust that when things pop up and when I remember, oh, there's a little task there that needs dealing with today. Do I need to do that right now? Is there something I can shuffle from tomorrow? All of those things are there. 
But I look at that and I've planned in all of the things that I want to do today. And that gives me an amazing sense of calm and it removes all the overwhelm because all I need to do is be completely involved in the processes that I've said I'm going to engage with at any given moment. So all I've got to focus on is my energy and my focus and my attention. I've got the break times in there. And people kind of think that's silly to kind of plan your life hour by hour. But I just think I compare a day where I don't have a plan, where I've said, oh, I'm, I'm going to not have a plan today versus a day like today where I have a plan. And the days where I don't have a plan, I don't achieve anything. I feel horrible because I haven't achieved much. And there was no way to gauge whether I was achieving what I wanted to and whether I was taking any steps closer to my goal on that day. If I have a day where I say, actually, I'm not going to make any plans for myself, I'm going to do what I feel, then that's great too, because sometimes we need a day like that. And if I've planned to spend the day like that, then that's a different matter. But on those days where I think I've only got a couple of things to do and I don't commit to that planning process, and none of us are perfect, And sometimes I don't follow that process and it reinforces to me how important that is, how important it is to look at the plan that I made, the commitment I made to myself and say, right, I'm going to involve and engage myself with that today. What can I achieve today? And I need to write those tasks up there and get them done and be involved in those present moments. And it is so much more relaxing to do that rather than getting all tangled up in your own thoughts about what you want to achieve, how you're going to get there when you've not really made a bigger plan. So it was just an interesting conversation that I had just in a small amount of detail that I thought, actually, that's a conversation I need to have with all of you. And it's something that in many different ways I will talk to clients about. Um, I don't always approach it in that same way because it will depend on person to person how we talk about it. But ultimately, We all need to have a big vision. We all need to have a supporting plan for that. And we all need to be focusing on those tiny steps. And go back and listen to the Coachcast I did last week, which was about being consistently mediocre. And that ties in perfectly with what I'm saying today. You can only give the best of yourself on any given day. You can only give what you've got on that day. And some days you're going to be better than others. But if you've only set yourself some small steps to achieve, then that's success. And you just keep doing that. You just keep going in, following the plan, and you'll get where you want to be. And like I say, that's not an outcome. That's then allowing you to engage with the process and enjoy it, which is what it's all about. So have a little think about it. Have you spent time on your big vision? Have you spent time on creating your plan? How can you spend more time if you haven't already making sure... There's the postman. (laughs) That is the dog alerting me to the fact the post is here. Uh... (laughs) But go away, think about whether you have your big plan, your big vision, whether you have a plan to support that, whether you need to spend a bit more time working on that and how you can take away some of that overwhelm by focusing on the little tiny steps that you take day after day after day to get where you want to be. And I think on that note, great place to finish. I'm going to go and check what parcels are in my porch because the dog is very excited about them and I will catch up with you all again next week thanks for listening to the do better podcast I hope you enjoyed the show 
You can connect with me and learn more about how you can become a happier, healthier and more successful superhuman by contacting me at steviepotter at thewonderclinic.co.uk, following Stevie's Wonder Clinic on Instagram and heading to our website thewonderclinic.co.uk. And you can get started on your journey today by completing the superhuman scorecard via the link in the show notes. I hope to see you all soon.